0: the doghouse i'm diana and i'm david it's riverdale season four episode 14 chapter 71 how to get away with murder when a night in the woods goes horribly awry betty archie and veronica are forced to confront what one of them may be capable of well damn they turned it around (sighs) they keep doing they've done i mean they've okay to be fair there's only been like two episodes this whole season i mean we're on episode 14 where we've been like
1: fuck this show it just so happened to be the two episodes coming off of their break
0: (laughs) yeah and like and there was only and there was really only one that we were really that mad about and it we really only centered around one particular character more than anything else
1: i don't know i was a little more peeved about more than just that but i i take your point i think what's so frustrating is like every time they do a really bad stinker episode Mm -hmm. it's always like right after a big long break and it ruins momentum every single time i guess that's that's the thing is it always feels like it comes at the most inopportune moment
0: Mm. but it's it usually has to do with character assassination and it's just it you it does usually like kill any momentum they have but this one's great and it actually does a good job with both archie and veronica uh, no, it actually like it pulls them together and is actually pulling them with Betty in a way that like we haven't had all season long.
1: I mean, Archie, I get. Veronica, I'm very much up in the air with because the whole Hiram thing is still bothering me even after this episode.
0: Yeah, but Veronica is now a part of the action because they've all been separate, which again, this is supposed to be their senior year. This is fucking stupid. But I like that we've now pulled them all together and now they all have to deal with this shit so i I like it i like what they're doing so we start this episode with some very sarcastic our writer
1: wrote this line
0: there's i love it well it finally happened the moment we've all been waiting for
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's so meta
0: a fire in the woods three friends in their underwear covered in blood my iconic beanie up in smoke (laughs) <laughs> and so we see this. We see the bit that we saw at the end of season three. We see the three friends staring at the fire, all in their underwear.
1: Okay, right here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Throughout this, and it and it just occurs to me. I want to signpost every single thing that clues me in that Jughead is not really dead. Okay. This is number one. Okay. He is still narrating. Correct. Which means he is still writing. Yep. Somewhere else. Correct. So right here, right now. Mm-hmm is clue number one for me that he's not really dead. Agreed. Could be wrong, but I really feel like that's where they're headed.
0: I agree that he's not officially dead. I don't think Betty, Archie, and Veronica know that. I don't either. At all. So I think Jughead knew that he was going to make them think he was dead.
1: Yeah, that's why he tells Betty, you're going to have to trust me. Yeah. And mostly because if I tell you what I know and what's about to happen to me, you won't do what you need to do to solve the mystery.
0: Yeah. So that's the whole thing. That That's the whole thing. So because there was a part of me that was really like, hmm, I can see a world in which Cole Sprouse is done. I could too. He, has ta- he as a person has taken on some other projects and that's cool. And I mean, you can do more than one project at a time, but I could see a world in which Cole Sprouse is like. I don't need the rest of my contract. Fuck off. I'm done.
1: I mean, I put it at like a 5 to 10% chance that that's happening. But I also feel like they've given us a ton of clues. Agreed. That that's not the case.
0: Full, I'm, I'm in full agreement that he's not actually dead. So we get some Jughead narration that, and then we, we see the three driving in Archie's in the Archie Fred truck. They're in their underwear. Like, this is so weird. Driving back to Riverdale, they didn't say one word to each other. They should have. They should have gotten their story straight.
1: <laughs> we all know what's about to happen.
0: Yeah. Veronica shows up at the Pembroke. She comes in. She's in her underwear. Hiram and Hermione see her and they're like, uh, what? <laughs> Appropriately. Where are your clothes? I got coaxed into an intense game of strip poker at a stupid Stonewall prep party. Lost my shirt, as they say.
1: Wow. Uh, what a lie!
0: Okay, but knowing Veronica, good excuse. Okay, they're skeptical. <laughs> skeptical, but also good excuse for Veronica. Archie walks in the door. Mary shows up. What are you doing? It's almost three o'clock in the morning, and why are you in your boxers? uh Everything's okay, Mom. I was at a, a Stonewall party. We went skinny dipping. Preppy stole our clothes as a prank. Why are you up? Insomnia. And she's like, "Are you okay?" I. Everything's fine. I'm sorry it's so late. I'm gonna go to bed again. That's a pretty good lie for Archie.
1: Mary buys this hook, line, and sinker.
0: Mary has some other things on her mind. We'll
1: get there.
0: Yeah. We go to the Not Cooper house. Elizabeth, you better have a good explanation for keeping me up at all hours of the night. Why has, has Alice all of a sudden decided to be a parent?
1: Well... <laughs> But Alice has always been the micromanaging parent. Like This is a return to form for Alice. It
0: it is a return to form, and also she doesn't have a job, so now she's going to micromanage Betty.
1: She's overcorrecting, but this Mm -hmm. is the one time where it, it actually makes some damn sense and pays off. She's like,
0: why are you in your underwear? Is that blood on your bra? No, it's red wine. Underage drinking in the middle of the night, half naked, and Betty is actually cracking uh, uh no, I wasn't drinking. It was a stupid Stonewall party that turned out to be toga themed. Brett spilled a whole bottle of wine. I couldn't stand the smell. So, where are your clothes? I put them in a sink to soak off and when I was leaving, I couldn't find them. And Alice is just like that makes no sense and Jughead couldn't lend you one of his grungy flannels. And Betty like Betty is panicking. Uh-huh. She's like I need to wash up and I need to go to bed, okay? I'm sorry. And so like they do this kind of like weird fisheye filming thing as Betty goes into her room and circles.
1: There was no point to this <laughs> shot.
0: No, and then we can see Betty starting to feel nauseous, and we get some drug head narration. That's the thing about murder. You gotta have the stomach for it, especially if all signs point to you having committed it, and she runs off to go throw up.
1: Such a fun, subtle little way to be like, it wasn't her. <laughs> like, right away, they make it clear, Betty didn't do this.
0: So we get to the next day at Pops, and... They're going through their alibis: toga party, strip poker, and skinny dipping. Those are three wildly different activities. If our parents compare notes, we could be in deep, deep trouble. And so Veronica and Archie, are like we, we panic. We came up with like the 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 first thing that came to our mind. And Betty's like lecturing him. It's <laughs> like this is exactly the kind of mistake that we can't afford to make. Charles made that abundantly clear. And Archie's like. I can't think we should have called someone other than Charles. No, The ch- duh, Archie. No, Charles was the right call to make. Nope. N- nope. Okay. That bad so, move. So my theory is that Charles is the one who has orchestrated all of this. Charles is the one who has sent Brett and Donna and Jonathan and Joan and all of them to Evelyn Ever Never. He's told Evelyn what to say to Donna, to all of them. Charles is in charge of all of it. I'm
1: sorry. It's Charles is in charge. Charles, Charles is, is in, in charge, charge of our, our days and, and our, our lives. lives. He is. Uh, I did not think we were going to make that joke and it popped up just naturally. And, and I don't know how we didn't make it
0: before then. Because it's all coming clear. And also it makes perfect sense for how the Stonies keep being one step ahead of Betty. Betty is following Charles's instructions.
1: So my only issue here is what is Charles' motive? And not just his motive, but what's his connection to Stonewall? That's what we don't know. We don't.
0: We don't we don't know his connection, but it probably has something to do with the Stonewall 4 and his FBI research.
1: I mean, that could be that could be easy enough that he knows about the murders, that it's been a long running thing at Stonewall, and he sees the opportune moment to reinvigorate the Black Hood.
0: Something about that, something about being abandoned or being unfortunate. And also, he's the one who sent all those videotapes around town.
1: Oh, yeah. But also, there's there's a longer game that I think might be played here uh-huh. by Charles, mm-hmm. and I want to save that for a little bit. But well, I think there may be something else he's trying to get to.
0: Well, part of his motive, I believe, he's already kneecapped Polly. Polly's gone; she's in an asylum. He's got to take out Alice's favorite, which is Betty.
1: We'll, we'll get there. Okay, so you you agree? I no, I have a different idea.
0: Okay, so it's it has something in that vein. I believe that's kind. Of, that's kind of where I'm I'm playing with that. So. They, they talk about his experience with bodies, dead bodies, blah, 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 blah. And Betty says, you know, if it weren't for him, we could be in jail. And Veronica's like, for what? We didn't do anything. Did we, Betty? When Archie and I found you in Jughead and Betty just kind of interrupts like, I had just found Jughead too. You were holding the rock. Yes, I picked up the rock. That was a stupid mistake. I played into their trap. Those psychotic preppies are just trying to frame us for murder. Why us? They barely know us. Me then. They're trying to free me for Joe Kidd's murder. That must have been their plan. And so, like, Betty is just going on and on about how she, like, now her DNA must be all over everything. Like, she is unraveling. Yeah. She- she's, she's, a, she's a little, like, manic almost. Well, she's spiraling.
1: Yeah. She's spiraling into an anxiety trap. And she is grasping for anything to prove that she didn't actually do this. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't know. No. She suspects that it's vaguely possible that she would do this, but every bone in her body is telling her that wouldn't ever happen. But then all the evidence points to her because FBI training. Yep. So like, there's this whole mix. And I will say, that's something that both the writing and Lily get really right in this episode, is balancing that. That's a hard act to play without looking really just wackadoodle.
0: Well, there's this thing, and I I appreciate that they keep asking it, is like, there's this gap in Betty's memory, and Betty doesn't want to ask herself, because she doesn't want to, she knows she's capable of doing this. She knows it. She's capable of killing Jughead. She knows it.
1: She does not want to confront that possibility, But and I don't blame her. I wouldn't either if I was in that situation. But she doesn't
0: want to ask what is in that snippet of time I can't account for. Yeah. Exactly. Because what if I did do it? Not yeah. not could I do it? Did I do
1: it? The, yeah, exactly.
0: That's the question. So Archie asks, Buddy, why would they want to murder Jughead? Maybe Jughead got closer to the truth about Chipping's death than they liked, or maybe, maybe this is just a game to them. The whole thing is just a game or an experiment to commit the perfect murder.
1: Well, that's not their game. That's Charles's game.
0: Yep. And so then Kevin pops up. Hey, guys, what's up? Can I join you? And Archie's like, actually, Kev, we're in the middle of something right now. Catch you later. And Kev's like, yeah, okay, fine. And Betty just goes, right? Archie, that was exactly the wrong thing to do. We have to pretend to be normal. Everything is normal.
1: (laughs) It is the most abnormal way to say that ever.
0: Here's the thing. One of the things that Lily Reinhardt does really well in this episode is she switches very well. She goes back and forth between like that lecturing and then being like kind of that un- that unraveling, that spiraling, and then like pretending to be happy go lucky. Betty Drew, like she switches between those
1: very well. Well, she does. And then the other really great thing that she's doing because switching switching that personality, turning that switch on and mm-hmm. off, is one thing. But it slowly it deteriorates. Slowly deteriorating throughout the episode. And I don't know how they shot this. That's hard to do. It is. To get right and show how it looks. So that's the impressive part.
0: Of of the core four, she is the best actress. We've said that's from day one.
1: By far. And when they write for her, we get to see it. Yeah. So it's refreshing. Mm
0: -hmm. So they, you know, they bring Kevin back over and like, how's the musical going? Have you decided what you're doing? Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's it it's like nice
0: yeah uh, we cut to the andrews house archie comes in and he goes into the kitchen and his mom's there with her friend from sarah florence i can't believe they have to say that it's, <laughs> it's brooke rivers and they've talked about archie's college situation and Council rivers uh is willing to recommend archie to the commandant for the Naval Academy, if Archie's interested. And Archie's like, yeah, that sounds great. He,
1: oh. He's not even paying
0: attention. He is not paying attention at all to this. He's like, oh, an option. Mom wants to send me to the Navy. My best friend's dead. My Can- my, my, my other best friend may have murdered him. Okay.
1: Cannot process. That sounds great. Awesome. Bye. I'm going to go run. <laughs> I'm going to do what I normally do when I'm freaking out. Exercise. <laughs>
0: Honestly, that's a very healthy way to cope, so I'm gonna say good for you, Archie. Just
1: don't hurt yourself, Archie.
0: Don't hurt yourself, like, but good job. We go over to the Pembroke, and it's family meeting time. It's time to update Hiram's will. (sighs) Veronica is pissed. She starts to yell at Hermosa, blah, blah, blah. This is stupid. You know, she's like, I don't want to play this game. She rips up the will and runs out, but... Yeah, the scene is so stupid. Well,
1: what I hate about this, so, you know, you pointed out, we're glad that they're putting the story back on track in the direction we always wanted it to go, mm-hmm. which is you brought this new character in, now let's have them have a conflict, which is great, except you suddenly ramped up their conflict kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Yes, Hermosa went to the club and tried to be sneaky, but it was still tied to Hiram. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, Hermosa is going to be in rivalry with Veronica, just out of nowhere,
0: which her mere existence puts her in rivalry with Veronica. You didn't need to ramp it up in these ways.
1: No, like but- you,
0: you put the portrait of her in Hiram's study. Like you, you made it this thing that it didn't need to be. What you should have put, he should have just put a portrait of himself in his study. Um, that would have been more accurate to his character.
1: You both didn't do enough to establish like an actual rivalry. And then also did way too much symbolic rivalry that doesn't have any weight for us. Because we, d- we barely seen them interact.
0: Yeah. The only thing I really like about the scene is the costuming is phenomenal. Hermosa and Hermione are wearing the exact same blue. And uh, Hermosa's wearing a pearl necklace like what we used to see Veronica wear all the time. Veronica is wearing, it looks like she might be wearing a pearl necklace. But it's under her collar, so all we can see is a single pearl under her collar. So if it's not like a full necklace, we can only see the one pearl. So it's that familial connection. The other thing that's going on is she is not wearing blue. She is wearing black and white, but she is wearing this tweed pattern skirt that's got almost a plaid going on it. Hiram is wearing purple. He likes to wear purple a lot. His tie has the same type of pattern that her skirt has, but his tie has purple and blue. So he is connected to all of the women in this room, even though Veronica is not connected to either her mother or her sister. So it's very well done. They've been doing a really good job with the Lodges costuming. And I I, I just want to shout that out. I really appreciate it.
1: Good job. I also like Hiram in the scene
0: yeah i I like his thing it,
1: it's uh I do love it's it's normal it's a normal thing people do it's a thing pe- it's a thing people do, <laughs> which is both a joke that cuts the tension and then also is what sets Veronica up for her tirade yeah unlike the other three who kind mm-hmm. of feel like they're coming out of nowhere. Hiram's emotions feel earned throughout yeah. this entire episode yeah. And I really like what Mark Consuelos is doing. He
0: is very restrained in this episode, which they don't have him do very often, which I really like because Veronica is crazy and so has Hermosa. They've both been very volatile, so it's nice to see him counter both of them with the restraint.
1: Restraint and vulnerability. Yeah. And and the restraint is coming from him trying to hold back from being vulnerable because he doesn't want to be because he's Hiram Lodge.
0: Uh, next we go to Betty reading a script into her phone. So she calls Mr. Jones. She calls FP looking for Jughead. And so we can she we can tell that she's written all of this out. Yipes, Aroni. She's concerned, and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go to Stonewall Prep. I have to pick up some things and see if he's there." And so they pull the camera out. She turns around. Charles is in the room. She's like, "How was that?"
1: Ah,
0: creepy. So he's coaching her. He's like, it was very convincing. You did exactly what you do if you hadn't heard from Jughead for a few hours. So here's the bug. Remember, what's our goal? Find out what they know, what they think happened, and what they thought was going to happen. Uh, We go over to Stonewall. Oh, hey, Ponytail. What's up?
1: (laughs) Brett and Donna are so fucking evil (laughs) in this show, and it's
0: great. They are my favorite additions to this show.
1: (laughs) I hate what they did with Donna's character. We've talked about now, it ad nauseum, so I j- she
0: is my fucking favorite because she does not give two shits. Brett and Donna as foils to Betty and Jughead, fucking perfect.
1: Well, they and they finally let her loose this episode. She finally gets to be full evil mm-hmm. Donna.
0: Yes, and the actors, and in this episode in particular, they like they let them off the leash. They are phenomenal. Like the writing matches, and it's perfect.
1: No, we will see huh. Donna doesn't care until the very end of the episode. I
0: know it's it's, mm. it's amazing. Both, mm-hmm. It's perfect. I haven't heard from Jughead today. I wanted to know if you guys had seen him. Not since the party. Not since the two of you walked off into the woods together. Betty's like, we didn't do that. You and I went into the woods together, Donna. Did we? All I remember is you met up with Jughead and peeled off together hand in hand. And Betty says, that didn't happen. And Donna, it did. Maybe you don't remember because you were pretty drunk. I'm surprised you didn't black out. Oh, the gaslighting. Or did you black out? And we see Betty is clenching her fists. And then she turns around and we can see that she places the bug under the desk.
1: <laughs>
0: and Betty's like, no, I was fully conscious the entire time. Are you sure about that? Because your friend Evelyn Evernever said that you have a history of blacking out and doing terrible things. Brett, how about you? Did you and Jug have an interesting chat at the party? <laughs> and so, like, it's just like more and more like them telling her. What they are saying happened.
1: It's so awful. It's it's awful and
0: it's hilarious. And Donna says, if you're that worried about Jughead, maybe you should call the police. To which Betty says, oh, I already told his father, the sheriff. So he's aware. To which Brett says, interesting. Donna quickly says, shut up, Brett. (laughs) love this. I love this exchange because it's very clear this was planned. They knew Betty was going to show up because they have been told that she was going to show up. And it's also very clear, Donna's the ringleader. Donna is in charge, like her job is to keep them on task.
1: Uh-huh. And Brett is just stupid. Brett is a big dumb jock. He always has been. They've just painted him as the leader of this clan and it's like, nah, it's Donna. He was Donna. the one
0: tied to Jughead, so everyone focused on him. It was This br- is it a, was a
1: good fake out. It
0: was a great misdirection. Man. Loved it. Lo- I'm, I'm very pleased with this. Let us know if you hear anything. We'll do. Oh, and Betty, let us know if you remember whatever happened when you blacked out. And so Betty leaves. Joan shoulder checks her. And the second I saw this in the episode, I knew knew they dropped something on her. I knew it. The second it happened, I was like, oh, she planted a bug on her. She dropped something incriminating on her. We cut over to the speakeasy. And (laughs) Veronica and Archie are just drinking.
1: (laughs) Okay. Normally, I would go underage drinking. Oh, my God this kind of funny because they're both like in a 40s movie like give me another whiskey bartender
0: yeah it's it's very <laughs> funny
1: they're just staring sadly in their glasses
0: yeah it's just they're it, it, they're just both sad it's really great <laughs> so they kind of go back and forth and Archie just doesn't believe that this is something that could happen to Betty and Veronica is like Archie, you didn't see her sophomore year with Chuck Clayton in the hot tub. Thank you, callback. This is a perfect callback because we never dealt with this issue. Fucking ever. Nope. She went full Sybil. She thought she was Polly and Chuck was Jason. And I swear for a minute, I thought she was going to drown him. It was terrifying. And even more terrifying was that the next day, she didn't even remember it. It was like she blacked out. That was Chuck Clayton. This is Jughead. And Archie's like, she would never. And Veronica's like, What if she didn't know she was doing it? Which is a very good question.
1: Difficult questions.
0: These are difficult questions that need to be asked, and this is all fair.
1: It's like, hey, Archie, are we aiding and abetting a murderer?
0: My only concern is that we're going to get into territory where they decide that Betty has DID. Officially? Oh n- no. Oh, who would fucking do it?
1: RAS. I mean, okay, but here's the thing. Uh-huh. I don't think that's true, especially because they have already made it abundantly clear that she didn't kill Chuck Ed. I mean, spoiler alert for later in this episode, she didn't do it. Yeah, we know that. And so what I hate is not that she's going to actually get diagnosed with DID, but that they drop the hint to Sybil. That's the really frustrating line, because that's its own whole mess of bad history and journalism and writing.
0: I- agreed. That's that's just, yeah, it's just kind of icky. But I, I like that, that we called back to that whole issue that we've never officially dealt with. Thank you, writers, for you know mining previous stuff in the show that you've not dealt with.
1: But I think it's easier just to say, like, she clearly has blacked out and done things that she can't recall. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's possible.
0: Dark Betty. Uh-huh. We cut over to the prison. Hello, Evelyn. It's nice to see you again, Betty. So tell me, what can I do for you this time?
1: Riverdale.
0: <laughs> Zoe Dumbamazon is so amazing. I love how they brought her back for this. It's just a lovely treat.
1: You gotta, you gotta throw Evelyn back in the game.
0: She, she's the cherry on the sundae. She just really is. She's this lovely little villain in your Arkham Asylum. I'm, I'm so happy about it. <laughs> it's great. Like, let's go visit the psycho in jail.
1: Since you don't have Flockland Monroe anymore.
0: Yeah, you can't, you can't go pull from that well. Well, he's not. Yeah, well, whatever. I go back and forth about whether he's dead. The black
1: hood is dead. I know, but he's still. dead. I know, but still. Well, Hal Cooper is dead. mm Hmm. The Black Hood? Question mark.
0: Hmm.
1: You can always return
0: another form. All right, so we come back from our commercial break. And Betty has some questions asking about, you know, Donna coming to visit. And (laughs) Evelyn is just enjoying this a little bit too much. What's bothering you, Betty? I can tell something is. And so, like, Betty flashes back to holding the rock with Jughead's blood on it. I went to a party last night, and I think I blacked out. And I want to know... What you're capable of, right? Come on, Betty. You already know. And besides, I actually have a question for you. How's Jughead these days? Ugh. And here's the thing. She's asking all of this because she already knows because of Charles.
1: That becomes the question. How does she know all of this? Charles is the easy answer to every single Charles
0: one of these questions. Charles and Donna. Charles and Donna. Mm-hmm. Those are the people she's talking to. And maybe Chick, because Chick's in jail too. Go to hell, Evelyn. Oh, I'm already in hell, Betty. This is hell. And soon you're going to be here, too, because they're saving a cell for you on Murderer's Row down the hall from Old Sparky, where they keep all the boyfriend killers. So fucking funny. Love it's great. Um, we come over to the FBI office, and Charles like, where'd you go after Stonewall? Uh, I made a pip stop after Pops. Charles is like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. And Betty's like, did you hear anything Interesting. No, nothing. Brett's just been monologuing about his new Rolex for the last 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, Charles is listening to
0: tapes. Yeah, he's he's listening to the book that Betty has planted. And Betty's just like, okay, we need to do something that rattles them, that forces them to make a mistake or say something incriminating. Okay, Betty. Hmm. So we cut over to the Andrews' house. Archie has just come back from a run. He's all sweaty. And Mary's here to talk to him. And she's like, hey, I'm sorry I sprang that on you, or just like what, the Naval Academy? It's fine. She's like, okay, great. There's something else I want to talk to you about. He's like, what? Brooke's not my friend, she's my girlfriend. Mary said gay rights. And I and I wrote in my note, Woo, let's see how quickly we ruin this.
1: Fair. But I'm gonna enjoy it for the five seconds we're here. <sighs> I was honestly, when I saw this, I was both like, what? And then like, you know what? I'm happy for this. I like you it. Know.
0: Okay, cool. Like <laughs> Whatever. This
1: is fun and interesting.
0: Like I dig it. Like, get you some, Mary. I don't care. <laughs> I, I like I would le- I just legit don't give a shit.
1: That's that's absolutely fair. Like, I just saw it and was like, you know what? It's fun. It's fun for an adult to be here. So let's just do it.
0: You know, at this point, this is probably the most stable, healthy, gay relationship on the show. So I guess that's good.
1: Let's roll with it.
0: Like, can we have one like queer relationship that could be aspirational on the show, please. Betty comes in, it's like, kind of, and Betty interrupts
1: the wonderful heartfelt scene.
0: Archie says, yeah, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little surprised, but whatever mom, it's cool. So they go upstairs and she's like, I need you to go to Stonewall and start a fight with Brett. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were supposed to be laying low and acting normal. We are. Going to Stonewall prep is exactly what Archie Andrews would do in retaliation for what they did to Jughead, which is a fair point.
1: Archie, is both bewildered and also kind of accepts like, actually, that's kind of true.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> and she's like, besides revenge for Jughead, it would get them talking. We know it was them. We just need proof. And Archie's like, do we know it was them? I mean, we didn't see them. And Betty's like, of course it was them. Who else would it have been?
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Because Archie's doing, he's like, I don't want to tell I don't want to accuse my friend of murder. I Yeah. Archie's just trying to be like,
1: Are we sure about this? But like, maybe my friend murdered. (laughs) Maybe my friend did a murder. Or maybe my friend is completely losing her shit and we don't know what happened. But maybe we're going about this the wrong way.
0: Yeah. So we cut over to Stonewall. Archie comes down the hallway. Brett. To which we cut to Brett who says, oh crap. (laughs) Best reaction ever. What did you do to Jughead? Nothing, you plebe. Now get away. The hell you didn't. Admit it. You killed Jughead. You killed my best friend. Punchy, 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 Which This is a better fucking fight than the Punisher fight.
1: What I think is so funny about this, too, is that KJ is deliberately doing those lines in the most fake angry way he can it's like he's pretending to be in a play <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking great what did you do to my friend and brett like he he doesn't register that immediately he's just like oh shit the kid with the concrete fist is about to pound
0: me they weren't planning on this so uh-uh. so they, they go into their room and archie's punishing him so then donna comes in and yells archie you're done i called campus security they're on their way i suggest you go or the police will be next which Brett says, don't kid yourself, Elmo. I was not expecting to add Elmo to the list of redhead jokes about Archie, but here we are. (laughs) It's so good. You and I both know who killed Jughead. It was Betty. Don't let her drag you down with her. And so Archie leaves and Donna makes a face at Brett. So then we cut to Betty and Charles listening in on the bug. We hear Brett and Donna talking. What the hell was that about, Brett? That red-headed louse accosted me out of nowhere. Wanted me to confess to offing Forsyth. The irony being, of course, that we know who Forsyth murder is. ponytail herself. And then we cut to the dorm room and we see Brett and Donna on the floor staring at the bug. Betty, 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 how stupid do you think we are? Planting bugs like a rank amateur, sending a bull into a china shop. You're going to seriously have to up your game if you think this is going to be any fun for us. Bye for now. Cut back to Betty. She throws her headphones down. They're so infuriating! (laughs) (laughs) To which Charles says, it's okay, they're smart. We just have to be smarter. He's fucking setting you up. Mm -hmm. He told them what what was going to happen. Oh, yeah? Like, they knew this. They're ready for you.
1: Hence why I think the way this episode ends is there's, there's one line that clues me in into something interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an accident right now. Okay. But it it it's pretty cool. Okay.
0: We got back to the Andrew's house and Archie is punching his bag in his room. Mary comes in. Archie, I just got off the phone with the headmaster at Stonewall Prep. He said that there was an incident at the dorm. You attacked a student. Oh it was a douchebag Brett. He had it coming. <laughs> Archie, what is wrong with you? Are you upset at me? Was it about Brooke? No, mom. <laughs> you can tell me what's wrong. And and Archie just sits down and it's like, it is incredibly complicated,
1: <laughs> which, fair. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say, Mom.
0: <laughs> and I feel really bad for Mary in this moment. I know I'm not your father, but you can tell me what's happening in your life. You need to trust me. Let me in. I will help you. She just wants to be his mom. She just wants to be there for him. Yeah. And it's like, maybe like fucking be in the house. <laughs>
1: Jesus. <laughs> um,
0: and so, like, Archie starts, Mom, and the phone rings. It's Betty. The camera moves and we can see Betty through the window. <laughs> their, their windows look at each other.
1: She She's up the ante, shall we say.
0: Stop talking, Archie. Don't say another word. Tell your mom that everything's fine, but you have to go. Say it's about Veronica. Just end the conversation before you say something stupid. Do it now. So Archie says, I understand, Veronica. I'll be right over. Uh, that was Veronica. Look, I have to. You always have to go. You're avoiding me, Archie. I'm sorry, Mom. It's just that. Ronnie asked me not to say anything, but her dad is sick, like really, really sick. Like, this is like Archie's getting good at this lying thing.
1: This is one of his only good lies because it's actually true. And I, he is is trying to ride this line between he does not want to hurt his mom. His no. mom is trying to be open and connect with him. He doesn't and he wa- wants that. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. No. <laughs> He's just trying to
0: like navigate through the bullshit that's happening
1: and he manages to figure out the one thing that could actually disarm his mom yeah and also be true and also buy him at least a little bit of time to figure out what the fuck he's gonna do
0: and so she's like with what and he says you know i'm not exactly sure ronnie's really upset so i haven't asked her too many questions that's no excuse to disrespect you i'm so sorry i'll make it up to you i promise Good on you, boy. I love this sweet, sweet boy so much. Sweet, sweet boy. Sweet, sweet Elmo. Oh. Uh, so precious. So, Betty goes downstairs, and she has been confronted by FP and Alice. Elizabeth, can you come down for a moment? Uh-oh. Listen, this is not good. Whenever your parents have set out for you to sit down, you're fucked. She's like, what's going on? I have to admit, it was Jellybean's idea. Jellybean! Jellybean's alive, everybody!
1: Jesus.
0: <laughs> Jellybean makes an appearance! all right they decide to ping jughead's phone
1: find my phone
0: find my phone they found it and betty's jacket Uh uh-oh explain yourself i mean and this is the worst betty has ever fucking lied it's so
1: bad on purpose but she's such a bad liar in this moment at the party,
0: Jughead was talking about losing his phone. He thought he had lost it in the woods, but I reminded him that he had just left it here to charge before the party. It was dead, so he plugged it in to charge it. And when we left for the party, he must have forgot about it.
1: And she takes like five pauses in the middle of that speech.
0: Yeah, like it's bad.
1: She's clearly making this up on the top of her head. And they're
0: like, and and you forgot about it all this time? How did it get into your jacket? I must have picked it up at some point. At some point, Elizabeth jacket is missing. You must have his phone. And you didn't think it was worth mentioning to anyone? So this is where Betty makes the emotional plea. Like she, she switches. I don't know what to tell you. I'm worried. This is the longest Jughead and I have ever gone without talking, even when we've been in a fight. So please forgive me if I'm not 100% lucid about this. I think we should declare Jughead a missing person. Mr. Jones, can you do that? I'm losing my mind here. Have you not already done that FP? I don't, it hasn't, I don't think, I don't think it's been 24 hours. He's the fucking sheriff. He can do whatever he wants. Also, he's a minor. He's such a bad sheriff. Fucking Amber Alert, man. Come on. <laughs> he's a minor. Amber Alert. So we go to the blue and gold's office, and Betty is pissed. <laughs> As she's explaining to Archie and Veronica, so that's where Jughead's phone was. The preppies must have stuck it in my pocket when I was at Stonewall. <laughs> to make you look guilty? Exactly. And you know what? Don't bumped into me when I was leaving. That's probably when it happened. And so we flash back. And now we see Joan, like, putting it in Betty's pocket when she bumped into her. So, so Betty's just, like, ranting. This was a move, okay? Just like everything else that they do. They're treating this like a game of chicken. And they're enjoying it, but I'm not about to blink. Are you? <laughs> and she's, like, in their faces. So Veronica and Archie are like, what the fuck is wrong with her? <laughs> so we head over to Pembroke, Veronica. Daddy. She asks him what's going on. Like, why didn't you tell me? And Hiram tells her, I didn't want to be seen as weak. I didn't want to be treated as weak, which is true and fair.
1: He apologizes and apologizes for his selfish actions.
0: And Veronica says, you know, all I want to be is a source of strength for you. So what can I do? And Hiram says, I want you to make nice with Hermosa. And Veronica says, I'll
1: try. I like the way he puts it. It would give me peace of mind.
0: So that's nice. <sighs> I love
1: I love the vulnerability. I uh, think it's really good. I, I
0: I think this this one was fair and good. This conversation needed to happen like six episodes ago, but <laughs> fuck off.
1: But Mark Consuelos is selling me on it, so good job.
0: All right. So Betty's in her room. Phone rings. FP has gotten a call from a hiker who found a bloody rock in the woods near the same place the Stonewall party was. Dun, 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 dun. They think it was Jughead's blood. Uh-oh. They're going to get it tested. Betty goes downstairs to Jellybean.
1: Who is there?
0: Do you have any fake blood left over from Halloween? Okay. <laughs> Can you find it for me? Okay. No, no, Let's just explain what's happening here, and then we'll explain why it's stupid. <laughs> Betty goes outside to where she killed Caramel and gets a rock similar to the rock that killed Jughead. And then we see her painting the rock with the fake blood. And then she makes a phone call to Charles. So the plan is. She's going to have Charles take the real rock from FP and tell FP he's sending it to Quantico, the FBI place, so that they can get it analyzed faster. When what he's really going to do is take the fake rock. And so FP will get Halloween rock test results and Betty will get rid of the real rock, because she believes the real rock has been planted.
1: Wouldn't JB be suspicious? Jelly Bean would be suspicious Jelly- of somebody being like, can I have some fake blood? Why? <laughs>
0: Jelly busy playing Minecraft. She's smarter than half of the kids. Well, they've dumbed her down because she's not around enough. <sighs> they've made her use. They've kneecapped her. <sighs> Your siblings aren't allowed to exist or be smart. Jelly Bean was fucking awesome, she and used to ruined be, it. They took away her slingshot, and now she's not cool. Uh-oh. Go run away and be with your mom. <laughs> go be cool with your mom. So that's what they basically do. And so since Charles is involved, Charles is in charge of everything. hmm <laughs> He's in charge of our days and our nights. And we'll say that now until
1: the end of time. He's probably going to get him arrested by swapping out the rock. Whatever. He probably doesn't swap the rock.
0: We go to the Pembroke. Archie and Veronica are in her room. She's on the phone. Blah, 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 blah. She's gotten a call from Barnard College. They are reconsidering her admission because they got a call, an anonymous tip, that she was running an illegal liquor operation the Maple Club. And now her application is under review. She believes the Stonies Mm-mm. called. Nope. What?
1: It was Charles who called.
0: Oh, Charles totally was the one called, but they're like, we're in Betty's war. And they'll follow her to the end of the earth. But we need to know the truth about what really happened at the party. All of it.
1: There we go. Which
0: is also true. And Archie's like, what do you want to know? Everything. Which is fair. So we go back to the blue and gold. And Betty's like, what do you mean? I told you everything that you can remember. But Betty, when Archie and I found you standing over Jackhead's body, you were holding the rock. And there's no reason you would have done that. You wouldn't have picked up that rock. Not consciously. And Betty's about to cry. You're right. I should have been trying to keep Jughead's brains from falling out of his head. I think maybe I blacked out. I was like, why didn't you tell us? Because I was scared. I'm terrified of what I might have done. What might have whatever happened, Betty, we're here with you. But somehow we've got to figure out what happened after your conversation with Donna and before you woke up next to Jughead's body. And so, like, they talk about like, hey, Charles helped you before with this. Maybe he can help you again. Okay, cool. So they go to the FBI offices and Charles has the metronome out, and so they start talking, blah, 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 blah. One of the things that I do like is we have this, this cut of the back of her head, her at the party, her in the office, her in the party, from the office, and they've done this really cool thing where she's got her ponytail, but it's not her iconic ponytail anymore. Her ponytail's fucked up. Hmm. Which is a very lovely call to her unraveling. Yep. One thing that Lily Reinhardt has talked about is the stress of Betty's hair has on her. Like she stresses out about her hair all the time because it's not just a ponytail. Betty's ponytail has to be perfect. Yeah. There cannot be a hair out of place. And then the ponytail, the portion of the hair that's in there has to be in that curl. That curl has to be perfect all the fucking time. So this is a lovely juxtaposition seeing this cuts interspersed with like something's off. <laughs> Yep. So I like that. It's great. We see her talk with Donna and we see Donna say, no, the other magic word, the one that makes you fugue and hurt the people you love. And then we see Donna blow this white powder into Betty's face. And Betty wakes up and they're like, Donna and I were in the woods and she blew this powder, this white powder at me. I must, I must have breathed it in. And then everything went black. And Charles is asking questions. Did she say anything, a trigger word, a phrase? I don't think she did. Maybe Donna's bluffing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Evelyn's just messing with me. And Charles says, maybe, you know powder, maybe it's...
1: Scopolamine.
0: Scopolamine. It's most commonly known as devil's breath. And I did look this up. It is real. It's also considered a date rape job. Mmm. Um, it affects one's short-term memory, much like a blackout. When inhaled, it leaves a victim... Disoriented, but completely unaware. So Veronica's like, after inhaling the devil's breath, would Betty been capable of delivering a killing blow to Jughead? Doubtful. Much more likely she put that rock in your hand and spun you like a top.
1: Sighs of relief everywhere. <laughs>
0: Who's fucking TV genius? This one. Diana Lorraine. Right here. Who called it?
1: Me. And now, mm-hmm. we get to my theory.
0: Yes, your theory.
1: Because... If Charles's game is to somehow help these preppies win, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't make sense for him to reveal that Betty didn't do this.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So one of two options. Mm -hmm. Either he's good, and they faked us out this whole time. Mm -hmm. Possibility. But more likely, he's trying to get Betty to be the new Black Hood because he's trying to get her to go after the Stonewall preppies. His aim is... Is for her to go full justice on them and become the new Black Hood.
0: He's trying to trigger her serial killer dream.
1: Exactly.
0: And that's why he's studying her.
1: I think that is but far more likely.
0: That, that has potential, but okay. I like that theory. That's a good theory. I like that theory. However, the tapes. Who's doing the tapes? What do the tapes do? <gasps> we'll talk about it later. That's, nope. 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 I figured... fuck that's a whole other thing that's a whole different nope I know too many things (gasps) okay
1: I'm a genius I'm a genius I know things am am I a, a, a half a genius
0: I grant you credence to this theory I like it it's good because I have a new theory That is completely separate, that has to do with the tapes and has nothing to do with Charles. Because I like your theory better. Your theory is better than my theory in regards to Charles. Okay. I like yours better. Yeah. If I had a magic wand, I'd bop you on the head with it. Yay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let's go to the woods. So we see Donna. She gets a text from Betty. It says, Let's meet in the woods.
1: Her background is Argyle. Perfect. She saved a background for Betty. Uh huh.
0: It's so evil. So they go in the woods. It's true what they say. A murderer always returns to the scene of the crime. So Betty turns around. It's like, I know what you did. You blew devil's breath in my face. It wasn't some triggering word you got from Evelyn ever, ever Although you did go visit her, which was a great mislead.
1: Donna just
0: smiles. Congrats. Evelyn was more than happy to keep you guessing. She really hates you. <laughs> I love that. You drugged me, Donna. And you put a bloody rock in my hand. But it was you or one of your demented chums who killed my boyfriend. Fascinating theory. Here's what I think you did. Rather than try to explain to the authorities what you were doing with a bloody rock standing over Jughead's corpse, you hid or got rid of the body. Archie and Veronica helped you. Am I right? No need to answer me. I know what. that's what happened. Just like I know Jughead's body will never be found. Yeah? To which Betty's like, yeah,
1: why? Signpost number two. Jughead can't be dead. Jughead's not dead. They'll never find the body. Why? Because we know where he fucking is. Yeah.
0: Because if it was, all of the forensic evidence would lead to you, Betty, the crazy girlfriend with a history of mental illness, the perfect murder. No body, no crime. To which Betty's like, now what? Now? Nothing. Jughead becomes one of the Stonewall Five, and we all go on with our lives, to which Donna
1: just walks off. My theory is they basically Julietted him from Romeo and Juliet. They've given him something that has paralyzed him completely. Makes it look like he's dead, but he's not. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to take him out of the morgue and kidnap him.
0: That's definitely a part of this. Yeah, like Jughead took something, knowing he would appear dead,
1: or Jughead did this himself. Jughead
0: did this himself, knowing that he would die, like he would appear dead. Yeah. So they hid his body, thinking he was fully dead. They did hide. I think they hid his body.
1: Is this Jughead's plan, or is this? I think this is Jughead's plan,
0: but. My thing is, Jughead will be in quote-unquote hiding. I think wherever he's hiding, he's with Grandpa. Well, we will see. Cut to Pops, and we got the three. Donna thinks she's got it all figured out, and in a way, she does. Every move that we make, the preppies make a counter move, one that pulls us down deeper and deeper, and we've helped them by taking care of the evidence. The problem is We've been playing defense, making moves that, of course, Donna would a- be able to anticipate. We need to make an unpredictable move that blows up the game, brings it to a head. And Veronica's like, I have a feeling I know where this is going. Jughead's body needs to be found by Sheriff Jones. Not the FBI, not by Stonewall security, and not by the local police. It has to be him. We need to organize a search party.
1: Okay, so this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this is on purpose, mm-hmm. if Betty is starting to suspect Charles. Mm-hmm. Doubtful. But the fact that they decide the FBI can't be the ones to find this means that they've not only thrown a wrench to the stone walls, they've also thrown a wrench to Charles.
0: Not letting the FBI find him keeps it very small and controlled. Yeah. If FP finds it, it means Betty gets to be a part of it. hmm Because even if the FBI finds it being Charles, he doesn't have as much that much control. He's not that powerful.
1: That's fair, too.
0: So that's part of it. It
1: means Betty can be in the room and spin the narrative however she needs uh to.
0: So we see the search party. We see Archie and Betty kind of nod. Archie walks off and is like, hey, I found something. They find him. We see Jughead's body like slumped over and we can see the, the serpent jacket. We cut over to the coroner's office, and FP and Betty are walking down the hallway. We see all these people there. Brett and Donna are there, which makes no sense.
1: And they are are both concerned looking at this. And that was another signpost of, he ain't dead. Nope. Or they don't think he's dead.
0: Yeah. And we see Betty and FP inside the morgue. They've identified the body. We see Jughead. Who appears dead? Uh-huh. We've seen this scene before, and then Brett and Donna open the door. Yeah, they wanted to see the body. Betty shoves them out, screaming. Mm-hmm. So this is great. We cut to the Andrews house, and Mary comes in, and she's just so upset. She's just like Archie, you want to talk? I'm so sorry about what happened to Jughead. It's tragic. It's not fair. Blah blah blah. So first your father, now your best friend, and. Archie gets up, he closes the curtains to his window. He says, Mom, I have to confess something to you. Uh-oh. Another signpost. Yeah. Yeah. We cut to Hiram's study and we have Hermosa and Veronica again, lovely costuming. Hermosa's wearing her pearl necklace and Veronica is wearing, again, she's wearing all black and white, but the collar on her shirt is lined with pearl beads. Mm. So it's there, it's happening. And so they've decided to be co-executors of their estate. Yay, yay. They're going to do shoulder to shoulder, at least until Veronica heads off to Barnard. And Veronica's like, yeah, you know, if business is going well, maybe I'll defer my admission a year. (laughs) Barnard will always be there. And so they leave. And then Hermosa's like, what is this BS? No one defers Barnard. And Veronica's like, okay, so... Um, My circle of friends is going through a huge loss, so can you for one second just stop being a suspicious bitch?
1: (laughs) Thank you. And
0: she's like, fine, it'll be more fun for me to find out on my own.
1: Uh, I mean, at least this is the relationship they always should have had from the beginning.
0: Yeah, this is more fun.
1: But God, it took so fucking long to get there.
0: So we cut back to Betty standing in the woods, and she's wearing Jug's jacket, (laughs) his jeans jacket with the sheep lining, and Donna shows up. We have to stop meeting like this. People will say we're in love.
1: Oh, Betty. Betty, Betty, Betty.
0: Why'd you do it, Betty? Why reveal the body when everything will just point back to you and your cronies? Oh my gosh, Donna. Maybe it's because I know you killed him. The man I love. And if I'm going down, you better be sure I'm taking you down with me. And Donna is spooked. She's nervous. Uh Uh-huh. As usual, I have no idea what you're talking about. You and your Stonewall chums think you know me and what my next moves will be. I'm sorry, Donna, but I'm the ultimate wild card. I am the daughter of the Black Hood, the nightmare from next door. I'm training with the FBI, and I'm coming for you, you psycho bitch. Not Joan, not Jonathan, not even Brett, just you. And she starts to walk off, and when she gets shoulder to shoulder with her, she just looks at her and says, You're going to regret ever meeting me. And she, <laughs> walks, she walks off, and Donna like, takes a big gulp and is like, oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and, it, and this is why I love Donna, because Donna has been Betty's equal. She yeah. really has, because nobody's been Betty's equal. No, uh, And I love it. Uh, I fucking love it.
1: The interesting part here is Betty's going to have to write a real fine line to get full on revenge without succumbing to dark Betty. Mm-hmm.
0: So we cut on over to Pops, and we've got the three in the booth. And Mark's like, wait, so Donna just showed up to the clearing on her own? But he's like, just like I told you she would. Donna may not be showing it, but she's scared. They all are, finally. (laughs) So what do we do now? We wait, Arch. Wait for what? For them to make the next move. Riverdale. Damn. Like, this episode gives me season three finale vibes. Like, I'm excited for what's next.
1: They've got a story. They've got a story and an arc to give us. Mm Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's probably going to be a couple of filler episodes to give us fucking nothing, namely our musical episode. Uh, based on the our trajectory right now, I do not enjoy the idea of the musical episode. It could work out okay.
0: I know the basis behind it, but I don't trust them with the musical that they've chosen and the subject matter of said musical. And that musical is very precious and sacred, and I don't want them to fuck it up, and I don't fucking trust RIS.
1: <laughs> so... I just, I, I just more so I'm like, you have a ton of story momentum. Please don't break that. Mm-hmm. Please keep it moving. So we need to go watch the next time on. We do. Let's go do that. Okay. Still not giving us a lot.
0: Yeah, the synopsis though is that Alice starts doing a documentary about the town. So,
1: <laughs>
0: so because Alice doesn't have a job anymore, so she's got to do something. Um, That's because, fair. But next week is when the kids get arrested. So cool, 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 cool. The
1: question, the question now becomes: Who else knows? Like, does Betty know what's going on with Jughead? Has that been revealed to her? The question is: What did Jughead tell her before the party? Fair.
0: That's that's what I want to know
1: it may not be if we may never know like it's possible we'll, they should never tell us
0: We'll have to know at some point boy, I hope so, but it doesn't make sense because it just doesn't make sense because we'll at some point we'll have to see what happened to Jughead when he went into the woods with Brett That's fair. They'll need to show that what happened to Jughead when he finally wakes up from whatever
1: it's also interesting because we see Alice ask Betty. They think they know who did it. Mm -hmm. And I get the feeling that Alice is starting to catch on that there's more to this than just what the investigation looks like. Mm -hmm. So it would not shock me if Alice has her suspicions that it was like, I know they're about to arrest you guys, but I don't think that's what happened. And for Betty to then maybe not tell everything because she didn't want to put Jughead in danger, but at least give her enough to be like, this is going to get bad, mom, but roll with it
0: Mm, i don't know i don't think betty will say anything to her mom
1: also entirely possible because her mom
0: has a big mouth and her mom is sleeping with the sheriff
1: that's true
0: too yeah i wouldn't tell her mom shit
1: huh good to keep it a mystery though
0: it is so it'll be interesting so until next time hashtag
1: go Go Bulldogs. bulldogs